Welcome to Landlord Diaries, where we talk about midterm rentals and the opportunities behind them. We'll share landlord stories, talk about maximizing investment potential, and discuss how to live the very best landlord life. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Furnished Finder, the place for everything midterm rentals. Remember to like and subscribe if you enjoy our content. Hey, hey, everyone. It's Kelly Bailey, your host of the Landlord Diaries. I just have to say, Jesse Vasquez, no matter how many times you talk to him, he always brings a refreshing perspective on midterm rentals. And it just always encourages me to get out there and be the best version of myself um, and build relationships. What about you, my wonderful co-host? Hello, hello, everyone. My name is Katie Lyon. Um, I'm here with Kelly. And yeah, Kelly, it was so great to reconnect with Jesse today. Um, we've had a long relationship with Jesse, and he is one of the long timers in midterm, if you will. Um, but he always has such great mindset tips and also so, so many tangible things that you can do to improve your business. And that's my favorite thing is when you can just be like, okay, I want to do this, 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 and this, and that's going to help elevate my business. So whether you have one property or you have a whole slew, um, this episode is going to give you so many great nuggets of actionable items that you can take to take your business to the next level. So enjoy, please don't get burnt. Don't, please don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and give us a review on whatever platform you are listening to this on. Thanks so much, guys. Drum roll, please. Today, we welcome back midterm rental legend, Jesse Vasquez. Most of you probably watch his midterm rental content on YouTube, but if not, you should definitely start following his social media channels. Jesse is the founder of Air Venture Hosting Co. and is on fire in the midterm rental and real estate coaching world. Get this. With a portfolio of just 14 properties, Jesse brings in $1.1 million per year in gross revenue. Today, Jesse will give us a few easy steps on how to be a successful business owner in the midterm rental world and confident in your approach. Thanks for being with us today, Jesse. How are you? Good. I'm doing good. That made me sound really amazing in that intro. I don't know if it's like, you know, <laughs> hearing legend is like, uh, I think of like Babe Ruth and I think maybe Sandlot, you know, when he talks about like, yes. you guys watch Sandlot. Yeah. I love that movie. It's like literally one of my all time favorite movies. Great movie. <laughs> A very nice intro. Awesome. I appreciate you two so much. Well, Jesse, last time we saw you was at the midterm rental summit. Um, for those of you who weren't aware, Jesse hosted the first ever midterm rental summit in what was it, April or May? It Both was the end of end. April, beginning of May. And, okay, end of April, beginning. See, okay, so I was right. Uh-huh. Um, that was, <laughs> and, and Furnish Finder partnered with Jesse on that. So that was the last time we got to spend time with Jesse since then. And I guess before then, we've become good friends with him. And so tell us the plans for the next midterm rental summit and maybe give us like, what were your favorite parts about the event? I know it was a while ago, but it was still, it was just like one of the highlights of my year. So it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, first off, for those of you that are watching this, Kelly is wearing a midterm rental summit shirt. So kudos for you for repping the summit uh, or kudos to me for you repping the summit. Um, yeah. You know what? It was crazy for me to think about 400 people 
coming together in one space to talk about midterm rentals. And I think that um, it was an idea. And this is one of the things that I really love about business is just coming up with an idea. And then the back end team that comes up with it puts everything on paper. And then all of a sudden people showing up, buying tickets and arriving there and obviously partnering with Furnish Finder. Um, and for me, it was really all about education in the space, getting people together in the same space, having high energy and really networking with each other because there's so many midterm rental operators that are all over the US. And it's so cool to just get together once a year with all these other people that are doing the exact same thing or the thing that you want to be doing. And I feel that's one of the most important lessons as far as success goes is surrounding yourself with people that are wanting to do great things. So for me, that was uh, one of my highlights too, Katie, of the year. Um, and it wasn't that long ago, but it feels like it was like a year ago, but it wasn't. <laughs> so time um, flies. I know it's so crazy how fast time flies, but for the second one, I'm excited. We're going to be doing this at the end of April. Um, tickets will be on sale here pretty soon, uh, probably within the next month. Um, so you definitely want to make sure that you get an early bird ticket to that. Um, but yeah, we're going to do it again in San Diego, but this time it's going to be probably twice as many people. So we're doing like a big boy show, uh, 800 tickets, um, that will be, that will be available for people. Um, but I'm super excited because we're going to have a lot of the same folks that we had before, but also some new people and we're adding an extra day. So people are going to be able to really come in and understand the midterm rental space on a totally different level, whether that's insurance, government contracts, um, whether that's, we're going to have somebody that's going to be speaking on government contracts, which I think is really cool. Um, we're going to have people talking about, you know, taxes and everything that you need from A to Z to get started in the space. And again, it's going to be an extra day, which is going to be fantastic for people to really soak in information. Cause last time it was only a day and it felt like it just flew by. And I think two mm -hmm. days is going to be plenty. You pack so much great content into one day. I really, I really valued the conference because, you know, when it goes too many days, then you've got too much to think about, right? And so it was like you really honed in on valuable details within just 24 hours. It was amazing. Yeah. And, you know, I've been to a lot of um, events in my life and not because I put this on. It was one of my favorite events um, to be at. It's just it was very giving. Nobody was selling anything. It was just all about community and giving. And I think for me, that's what I want to have going forward in the future. Like, you know, just people just there to learn and have that energy that's, you know, so positive and encouraging to other people. And I saw it, people that had multiple units, people that were just starting and everybody was sharing information. And that's one of the beautiful things about the midterm rental space. It, it, that was really cool. There, there was definitely a huge variety of people. There was also a really good mix of like encouragement and networking, but also actionable steps. Because a lot of times I think you can go to a conference and you can get all hyped up and you can feel great. Like you're, you know, you've been rejuvenated, you're ready to go. And then you come home or go back to the office, whatever it is. And you're like, okay, back to normal. Right. Um, yeah. So I think it's huge that you get speakers and people and workshops, activities that have actionable items, which we've gotten a lot of feedback that that was the case. So that's actually a good point, Katie. Jesse, having created the midterm rental conference, set up setting up the lineup, you still have just as much of a place to have actionable takeaways as anyone else. So how has your business changed since the midterm rental summit or what were one of those actionable steps that you took from the summit? Yeah. Well, Aaron West, one of my mentors um, that I had up that was up talking, um, he's somebody that I connect with on a regular basis, but how he talked about relationships, um, which I've always talked about myself, but um, surrounding yourself with people that you, you know, even friends that you go on vacation with and things like that. I, I changed my perspective. We just talked about this before the, before this um, call that I've been working my butt off the last, you know, this last year has been a lot of work, but 
Uh, and I've talked about how there's, it's hard to have balance when you're really in grind season. Um, but Aaron is really somebody that helped me kind of leverage time to spend with my family and kids. I feel like there's like a trade-off that comes when you're building something um, great. And um, it, that's one of the things that really, um, you know, I turn myself off certain times so that I can focus on, you know, what's most important at the end of the day, which is my family, you know, my friends and things like that. So for me, it's it was a good learning lesson. Not only that, but also like design tips, um, having uh, Tatiana that was there talking about, you know, um, having natural light things in the properties. We really went through and kind of looked at what our properties look like. Some of our darker properties we painted, made them a little cleaner, had a little bit more natural light, um, aesthetics, things like that. So I think that, you know, there was a couple things and even government contracts. That's another thing on my radar right now, which is I'm still a student of the space myself, you know, so I'm still learning. There's so much to learn in this space. It's, it's incredible how much there is to really learn. There's so much to learn and there's big steps and there's little steps, right? Like you said, like something as little as painting a room or adding some light. That's like in the grand scheme of, of all of our businesses, that's a very small thing to do, but it's, it's important that I think as business owners and one of the, the, the kind of the theme that we're going to run with today is how to make your business stand out as the midterm rental market grows larger and, and how to make yourself really a professional business. Even if you just have one property, I don't care if you have one property, you're still, you know, want to take the time to stand out and make it different. Even those small things make a really, really big difference, but get overlooked so much. So I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think that's really important. <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah, definitely. for sure. All right. So Jesse, you've created an approach with your rentals where you not only list on Furnish Finder, but you utilize the tools on Furnish Finder to help create relationships with businesses uh, to get not only first round tenants, but setting up return tenants for the future from those relationships. So give us a little uh, reminder and a little scoop of how you use Furnish Finder to be able to build those relationships. Today's episode is proudly sponsored by Furnished Finder, the ultimate platform for hassle-free midterm rentals. Whether you're a seasoned landlord or just getting started, Furnished Finder is the place for you. With Furnished Finder, you can say goodbye to booking fees and hello to direct bookings for 30 day plus days. It's a win-win for everyone involved. So if you're ready to experience the joys of midterm renting and take a load off your landlord shoulders, head over to FurnishedFinder.com today. We make it easy to get started. We're grateful to Furnished Finder for sponsoring this episode and we're sure you'll love what they have in store for you. Yeah, I think this this is a good a good point, Kelly. That um, Furnish Finder is great to connect us with the tenants, but a lot of the times we get lost in getting stuck on that end where we're just waiting for tenants to come to us. Um, what I've been able to do is build a business by actually going after these companies. And Furnish Finder has something great for everybody that has Furnish Finder, and hopefully you guys do that are sitting here listening to this right now. Which is the Landlord Diaries, obviously, is powered by Furnish Finder. Furnish Finder has unmatched leads. And you have the ability to either e email them or call them to depending on what it is. And for me, years ago, I started cold calling these clinicians and these, these folks that were on there. And I just started asking, like, what companies do you work with? What agencies are you connected to? Who's your recruiter? Um, and it's not just healthcare folks that are on there. In fact, uh, during the summit, Brian talked about about 48%, and I could be wrong on those numbers there, 48% is healthcare related, and the other 52% is now folks that are outside the healthcare division. So Furnish Finder is not just, you know, this healthcare company anymore that where nurses are looking for property. So 
you get relocation companies on there. You have agencies that are looking for construction workers. And literally on those unmatched leads, you just call and you find out what's going on. You give them information and feedback, all those clinicians that you're talking to. Are you, is your market having issues with, um, you know, is there going to be a strike in, in, in at the hospital coming in the future? Like you actually learn uh, keep, by keeping your ear to the ground what's truly going on. And I think that's important for these recruiters and these individuals to know. So for me, I've been able to build relationships with these companies and these agencies, which 99% of people don't like to feel uncomfortable making a phone call. They don't like to be rejected. Um, but for me, it's something that um, <laughs> came kind of natural. Um, I don't know if it's from all the dates that I tried to get on in high school and people, you know, women were just rejecting me. Uh, but I, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I just, it's part of this business that I just really enjoy that it's that kind of that chase of going after a company and really at the end of the day, I don't feel like I'm selling anything anymore. And I've had many people, Kelly and Kitty, they've said like, you know, you're just selling your, you're selling your, your, your property to people. And I'm like, yeah, of course I am. But at the end of the day, I had something that switched and changed in me where I didn't feel like I was selling anymore. In fact, I felt when I was talking to these agencies and these companies that I was doing them a disservice by not having them stay at my property, by not having them book my place because we're professional operators. You guys just talked about this a minute ago. Like, I really care about who's coming into my property. I care about their well-being, how they're staying, how they're lodging, you know, where they're working at, how I can make their stays better. We have vehicles that are available for those folks. There's just so many different things that we do where we truly care about our clients. Um, and I think that that's what you have to do to be successful. You have to have unreasonable hospitality because at the yeah. end of the day, that's what we're doing in this space. It's, it's all about hospitality. For sure. So what we're really hoping to give here today is some tangible, little tangible things that our listeners can take and be like, yes, I can take that step to be operate more like a business or, you know, more like, um, a midterm rental, uh, host that wants to grow a business. So I want to hone into what you're saying. You're saying tenant leads, unmatched leads is a great place to start. I can hear people thinking, <laughs> isn't that cool when you can hear people thinking? I can hear them thinking. Kelly <laughs> has voices in her head. Oh, uh -oh. no, no. <laughs> too far, Katie, too far. Oh, man, I always go too far. Oh, yeah, but, I got voices in my head. <laughs> but here's the deal. Someone is thinking, okay, especially in my area in Austin, it's like they are getting anyone that puts in a housing request is getting bombarded with more listings than they know what to do with. So how, what are some good questions that you could start that conversation off with and get that uh, clinician or that traveler in a, you know, comfortable state of mind where they're, they don't feel weirded out, but they feel like you really care and you really want to know what's going on uh, and why they're traveling. What are some good intro lines that, that they could use? And yeah. to clarify, Kelly, you're talking about like calling. I don't want to say cold calling because it's not a cold call, but calling an unmatched lead. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'll give you a quick scenario and Kelly, you could be the nurse right now. So, or you, okay. well, you could pretend to be nurse a nurse. We'll, we'll actually make this like an actual step that people can do. Uh, but Love before it. we do that, I just want to, I want to hammer on a couple things. The first one is 100% be transparent on what you're doing. I think that a lot of times and this is where those where salespeople get a really bad name. Because at the end of the day, we're trying to go after folks. We don't want to hang up the phone and be like, oh, got him or got her. Like our goal is to be able to feel comfortable that we have something that we're, we're proud of that we want people to know about. So for me, I really like to have transparency and say, hey, if I'm new starting this business off, I'm going to say, hey, Kelly, 
This is Jesse. I own a company that is geared towards hosting travel medical professionals. And my goal here is to, you know, work with you or any other clients that you may have, or, you know, in specific your agency. And just so you know, like I just started this, this is something I've been doing and researching for the last X amount of months and be very transparent on what you're doing and why you're doing it. And again, at the end of the day, people like to help other people. So if you're transparent saying, you know, I'm starting this business, like I work a W2 job, but give somebody your story in a quick 30 second kind of pitch so that they understand and they see where you're coming from. Um, I found that over the years that if you're transparent with people, especially if you're starting a business, especially if you're new, they want to help you. Like people like to be mm-hmm. helped. In fact, when you start kind of giving, um, you know, like, I'm so thankful that you're able to give me this information. I'm glad that you're able to do this. Like people are like, wow, this guy's thanking me right now. Like, that's crazy. Like I should be thanking you. So it's really that concept of just being able to be very transparent and open and just asking. And genuine, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. And this is why I go back to hospitality. If you're doing this for money, you're not going to be around in three years. Like you have to care about what you're doing. That's what keeps people, uh, conscious of what you're doing, but also it's going to keep the stream of business coming because people can weed out the folks that are, um, you know, doing it for money and folks that are doing it for, um, you know, for actually, you know, actually truly care about this space. And I think that's where it's hard for sometimes for people to understand. I was that way when I first started, I was like, I just want to make a bunch of money, but you guys are at the summit where I talked about it. Like my mind changed the second that I sat down with the family and I had empathy for what they had going on in their life. That's when Mm -hmm. everything changed. In fact, that's when the money started to come is when I flipped my model from me wanting to make money mentally to how do I serve people? Right. And that's when like literally everything changed for me. Um, And it was just a conversation that at a dinner table that changed that entire process. I think that token of being genuine and sharing your story and some vulnerability, whether it's the age of social media or whatever you want to place it on it has, has shrunk in the past decade or however long. And when, when someone comes to you with that approach, it's refreshing and that human connection is what we're all looking for. So like you instantly want to connect on that level, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, actually Kelly, I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but after the midterm rental summit, I went and I found a corporate housing company um, that serves the Midwest where I have the vast majority of my properties. And I was like, all right, I'm going to pull a Jesse and I'm just <laughs> going to call them. And I found a guy on LinkedIn and then I called him and, um, I said like, I, I was completely upfront. I was like, Hey, like we've got some properties. We're new to this, but you know, if you guys ever need extra inventory in the area, like I think we could be a good match. Like my goal would be that, you know, they're a good supply for you guys to use your clients. Obviously I said it in a better way, but since then they've placed a handful of tenants with us and it's like the ideal thing because we're helping each other and they know I'm not here just to take their money and vice versa. Like it's, it's a good symbiotic relationship. So I think it's when you can find those, but you don't find those by trying to go there and sell, 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 right? You find it by going and creating the relationships and being true with who you are. Hey landlords, are you ready to level up your rental game and simplify your life? Well, get ready to meet your new best friend, KeyCheck. KeyCheck is your all-in-one solution for stress-free property management with tenant-paid screenings, rent payment processing, online lease creation with eSign, 
and a suite of incredible landlord tools, you'll wonder how you ever lived without it. No more chasing down checks or sifting through piles of applications. KeyCheck helps you organize and manage all things landlording in a simple and efficient way. So if you're tired of the rental chaos and crave seamless, efficient management, head over to KeyCheck.com and sign up today. Make landlord life a breeze with KeyCheck, the game changer for modern property owners. Yeah, I think that transparency aspect is such an important piece. And I learned that over time, like just, you know, and even with the students that I have, you know, they'll come to me and say, Jess, I only got one property. Like, why is anybody going to listen to me? And I'm like, because you're going to care way more because you have one property than somebody that has 25. Like you're going to, you're going to put all that energy into that one space and you don't have to have 25 properties. You can have one. Everybody starts with one or they might even start with one they don't even own, you know, which is the other cool thing about this space. Yep. Arbitrage is alive and well. Katie knows that for sure. All right, Jesse, nurse Katie's ready for her call. All right, cool. Katie, you, you're the nurse now? All right, I guess we switched it up. No, okay. Kelly's the nurse. Kelly's I the nurse. I switched it. You're way better. Oh, you switched. Okay. All right. <laughs> Got it. Okay, cool. So I'm going to pretend to make the phone ring, okay? So okay. that's my phone call voice. <laughs> oh, hello? Wait, I got to get my banana phone. Oh, I wish I had on. a banana. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't know that song? Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. <laughs> no. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, hey, Katie, uh, I see that you're on a banana phone. My name is Jesse Vasquez, <laughs> and I'm calling because I saw that you have an, a lead or you're looking for a property on Furnish Finder. I happen to have a three bedroom, two bath, and I was just checking to see if you found a property already, if you're still looking. Uh, Jesse, I am still looking. It's been kind of hard to find the right place for myself. Got it. Okay, cool. How long have you been looking, if you don't mind me asking? Um, not too long. I just put in my housing request on Furnish Finder just a couple days ago. Um, so I'm trying to figure out where I want to be. Awesome. Well, I just want to let you know that I have a property that's probably about maybe two miles from the hospital and on a good day without traffic, you can get there in about seven minutes. But besides that, I just want to let you know that I just started my business. Um, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I still work a W2 job. And one of the cool things about what I'm doing right now is that I'm really focusing on how housing clinicians like yourself. And if you have a couple minutes, if you don't mind me just asking a few things that would really help me in my business. The first one being, I know that you're, I think you're going to be working at uh, Sinan Hospital. Is that true? I saw that on your... Yes. Got it. Okay, yes. cool. Do you, is there a lot of, is there anything going on there in particular? Is there a lot of travel clinicians? Are you coming by yourself or with a family or a group? Um, I am coming with my two Mastiffs. Um, Bud and Billy. Um, but otherwise, no, I'm traveling alone. I don't know. I don't know much about the hospital yet. I'm kind of waiting to get the download once I get there, but I'm really excited to spend somewhere. I've been trying to get a contract for, at for a couple of years now. Super cool. Well, just so you know, I allow pets um, and mastiffs at my property, which you might find it difficult. And this is probably something that you've had found difficult is finding somebody that will allow pets in the property. I too love dogs. And if I travel, I take my my uh my pet with me everywhere it's a frenchie um and her name's lucy so i i love her dearly so i totally get you on that end um so i'm actually one of the reasons why i wanted to talk to you so much is because i really wanted to find out who your recruiters and what agency you work with and the reason being is that my goal is to help as many folks like yourself come into a place that is safe comfortable um and near a hospital and the way that i can do that is obviously hopefully you can stay with me but by your recruiter, they'll actually allow me to connect with somebody in the housing department, which will make this super easy for any other clinicians that are coming into the, you know, coming into this space. Is that something you're willing to share with me? Yeah, I could do that. Okay, cool. That's literally the, that's literally the conversation right there. 
Um, I love it. Wow. That was amazing. Great job, guys. Yeah. I mean, we'd obviously go in a little bit deeper and sometimes people are like, I'm busy right now. Like, and and you got to, and also you guys too, like a lot of times clinicians work from 7 PM to 7 AM. So if you're calling like at 9 AM, like they might be asleep, they're not answering um, emails. They might not get back to you till late. That happens all the time. But my suggestion would be to email and try to get on a phone call because it's a totally different conversation on a phone than it is on an email. Um, and that's how you start building relationships with, it could start with one, one clinician that all of a sudden puts you in contract with the recruiter. Then that recruiter puts you in contract with the housing department. And then little do you know, you have a contract in place, you know, and then it just kind of morphs and goes from there. And even if you, they don't do contracts, that recruiter can send your information to clinicians before they even take off on assignment. So your home is like literally on their lap, um, through a flyer from the recruiter who they have a direct connection with from day one. And the cool thing about this before we kind of move on is that if I talk to Katie and she gave me her uh, recruiter's information and Kelly, you're the recruiter. This is an old school sales tip right here for everybody is I can call Kelly now, who's the recruiter and say, Hey, I just got off the phone with Katie. We were talking about a phone call when clinicians, recruiters are, they're super connected during the first two to three weeks of their assignment. Okay. So now I've all of a sudden have a, that cold call that Katie was talking about earlier. It's not cold anymore. It's now a warm call because I name dropped mm-hmm. Katie to Kelly. So that instant connection is now relatable, right? So it's almost like if you get an email and somebody's you know sending a random email, then all of a sudden they name drop somebody that you know, you're going to pay attention to that email. Um, and it's just a subtle little thing that can really open a door for you. And it's just by literally name dropping. That's awesome. Love it. Love it. All right. I'm going to switch gears. That is was amazing. Pretty sure I want to make that into a short video all in of itself. Just our phone call. That's awesome. Next, let's talk about, there's this whole big vibe out there in both short-term and mid-term world of don't, don't rely on OTAs. Like OTAs, you're stuck. You need to build your own business. But from our perspective, Furnish Finder is not your typical OTA because it does allow for direct connection with uh, phone numbers and emails. Like you can communicate with anyone coming to your area that puts in, in a housing crest, mm-hmm. which a typical OTA is not going to give you. Oh, any feedback for listeners on that, Jesse, about the, the you know, Furnish Finder not being a typical OTA? Yeah. I think- uh, wait, and I guess explain what an OTA is. Too. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, OTAs are online travel agencies like VRBO, Booking.com, um, Airbnb, obviously, is the one that a lot of people know. And yes, you're not allowed to communicate with people unless they book your property. You can get their name, number, email, whatever it is after they book your property. Um, and here's the problem. And Furnish Finder doesn't do that. They connect you directly to the landlord or the, the person the person going. But here's where here's where we have the this discrepancy. Most people think that they just list properties and they wait for people to book them. 1% of people are going to actually do what I just talked about, like go after these agencies and create a network themselves or not reliant on Airbnb to supply with leads, just listing myself on Furnish Finder, waiting for somebody to come to me. We're being proactive by using the tools that Furnish Finder has, which is unmatched leads. Um, and it shows data and location. Like we're using that stuff to be able to build an actual business rather than wait for somebody just to book us. And I think there's a clear distinction between those two things. And I would urge everybody now, especially if you're in a space that is, um, you know, either becoming regulated on the short-term rental side or is a heavy market that has a lot of um, both short and midterm rentals, be that 1% that actually goes after those companies, you will be successful in the long run because you're building a long roadway of an actual business that has relationships 
And those are my opinion, like the new currency relationships are the new currency. They go so much further than a dollar today. Um, and I think that that's where, you know, a lot of people will miss out. We talked about it earlier, like people are getting in the space for money, which obviously everybody does it for money. But if you look at longevity, relationships are going to feed you that income over a long duration. Everybody in business wants to have a long roadway to build an actual business. So that's the two distinctions between the two things. And I think it's more of a mentality because um, it's super easy um, to just post a picture on Airbnb and like, there's no, what other business do you guys know that you can literally go into your house, use your iPhone, take pictures of, a, of, of your place, post it on the internet and make money from it? Like, what other business can you do that in? Right. Seriously. Um, and make like pretty decent money. And I think that's where it's easy. And most people get stuck in the idea of being like, they just like easy. That's just our American culture or just society in general, right? Everything seems to be easy. Um, but in fact, it's not that it's difficult. It takes time and energy. Well, and I think, but I think what's funny is when you spend the time to build the relationships and I'm speaking here as someone who has built one of those relationships. Okay. So take it, but at least from my very limited experience, it took a lot of effort and kind of like vulnerability and like a little bit of like putting on my big girl pants to get that one relationship. But now it's made booking those places a lot easier, right? So it's like a steep entry cost. But then it's it's a lot more of kind of a laid back process. So in it, when you're talking about longevity in business, that's really what we all want, right? Mm-hmm. We don't want to be pushed to the brink of stress all the time, and we want those relationships to kind of help manage manage the load of of having the properties and keeping them filled. So, all right, something that you touched on there um, about short term rental. Um, policies that are coming in. There's a lot more midterm rentals than there was even just a year ago. The space is growing so fast. So there's going to be more competition. Okay. So we've talked about kind of the relationships and the relationship building, but let's talk about your physical property. What are some things that landlords can do to make themselves stand out in the sea of midterm rentals? <laughs> well, I think the obvious one is going to be like pictures. I just talked about somebody with an iPhone camera taking a photo. Like that's not going to work anymore. Um, a lot of the people that are in the short-term industry are now getting into the midterm space. And you guys, we're just getting started when it comes to midterm. Like in the next three to five years, this will be, you know, even if it's half the size or a quarter size of what Airbnb will be, it's going to get to that point because there's more restrictions. Right now we're filming today. What's the date today? The the thirty first. Uh, oh, he's dating us, Katie. Yeah, That's all right. I'm dating you guys. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because New York City, starting next week, the beginning of September, is not going to allow short term rentals anymore. And guess what? Everybody in those that city is going to do. They're going to start mid term renting. So this is this is happening all over the U.S. So it's really incredibly important to think about that. But as those people come into the space, they're bringing that sexiness of the short term rental space. They have those really nice photos you know, places that look cool on paper, but those aren't necessarily what we want to have in our midterm rentals. We want to have places that feel inviting, that are comfortable. Um, And a lot of Airbnbs, like I own Airbnbs, you go sit on a couch, it looks amazing. It looks like a magazine, but you sit on it, it feels like you're sitting on cardboard. Like it doesn't have that feel of like home. And you guys have stayed in these, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. It looks awesome. And you're like, and it'd be cool to stay here for a couple of days. And it does feel cool to sit there for a couple of days, but then you want to leave. You want to go home. Like you want to be back in your own comfy couch in your own comfy bed. So just take that idea and just literally translate it into something that still looks great, but has, you know, the staple pieces, your couch, your beds, the plate, you know, the dinner table, all those things that are important that people use on a regular basis. Those need to be like plushy, comfortable and places where people could stay for three months at a time, 30 days at a time. 
and feel like they're at home. And I think that's such an important piece in this business is, yeah, it needs to look nice, but it also needs to feel a certain way. And I think that sometimes we forget that as investors and landlords is what is the feeling? All right. So what do you add to your properties to give it that feeling? And then maybe, cause I know Kelly has a very different style than I do and you're in California. So kind of a little different style too. Maybe we can each, um, kind of say three to five things that we add into our rentals to kind of give it that cozy, homey, welcoming. Something to make us stand out and set apart from other landlords. Got it. Okay, cool. So I like blackout curtains and I, I hopefully I didn't take that from anybody. I'm going to make this difficult for you, Kelly and Katie. Blackout curtains, couches that are like super plush and like that you can literally lay in. Like it feels like a, it feels like a bed. Those are important to me because I like, that's what I like to do when I, when I sit on a couch um, and then one of the things that people probably aren't thinking about is like we have vehicles for our folks that are staying in our properties because a lot of folks are flying from different places. So we have a fleet of vehicles that people can actually rent, like literally will be in the garage as they arrive. They'll, you know, the keys are on the counter and they get to go in the garage and there's a vehicle in there. So our goal is to make their stays as comfortable as possible. And that's by being like a one-stop shop. So for me, those are non-negotiables. Like those have to be in the properties. Love it. I have extra blankets in every property because a most of mine are in the Midwest where it gets bone chilling cold, but also like Jesse, you said you like to get home and like, you know, jump on the couch and lay down and relax. I am like a blanket person. I just want to like wrap up in a blanket. So blankets, um, and coffee makers. I have at least two types of coffee makers in every property because I feel like everybody should have equal rights to caffeinate. (laughs) Agree to that. For sure. (laughs) Uh, I'll throw in two. When it comes to TVs, we all know that the bigger, the better, right? Like I I have a friend with an 85 inch TV now, Dave laid next to it and it was longer than him. And he's six, four, six, five. It's crazy. Now I can't say I have that size in any of my rentals one day, maybe, but one thing that we've figured out is how to still have a nice size TV without having to put up a huge investment is to find a, you know, a slim TV uh, on marketplace or wherever you find your TVs. That is a dumb TV, uh, but a nice size, 50 inch, 60 inch, and then adding a Chromecast to that. Now for our personal house, we, you know, we, we use Chromecast ourselves because we just love the efficiency of it. And one thing about Chromecast is that you don't always think about for uh, Roku TVs or like the TVs with all the built-in streaming is you have to log out every time you leave or else maybe someone starts purchasing videos on your account. Uh, the nice thing about Chromecast is, is it's all operated from your phone. So as soon as you leave the house, all you're logged out of everything. It's, it's just literally like streaming it from your phone to the TV or like an Apple. What do they call that? Where you can like mirror an Apple phone on the TV, like that feature as well, uh, would be an easy one. So Chromecast. And then we 
seek out those that love adventure and outdoor life. So to set ourselves apart, we try to have a fire pit at each one of our houses, fully fenced yards uh, so that, you know, our dog friendly travelers are ready and like, yes, this is a great backyard for, for my furry friend uh, and I to hang out or bicycles. And we don't necessarily have bicycles at each house, but we have like a, like a stock of bicycles ready so that if someone says, you know what, I want to take you up on that offer for, for uh, bicycles. Do you have one available right now? And we'll either say yes or not yet, but we'll get it to you soon. So we'll be in touch. So that's ours. Those are all good. I love them. Love it. Thank you. All right. I'm up. Uh, we've already talked about how you can make your property stand out, but we focused this episode about how you make your business stand out, even if you have just one property. So as a landlord, what can a landlord do, Jesse, to make their hospitality or their company details or their amenities stand out? Yeah, I would say the first thing would be like one of the very simple basic stuff is just get a landing page, get an actual just one page and it could just be one property where you talk about what you do and how you do it and most importantly, why you do it. Um, I think a lot of people will dismiss that a lot of the times. Um, and one of the other things that's really great about this space, you guys, and hopefully it's okay if I give a shameless plug right here. Um, yes, join, it is. <laughs> join like free, I have a Facebook group. It's called uh, just, or Midterm Rentals with Jesse Vasquez create a network because what happens and create a network in your market. And what I mean by that is, uh, Kelly, Katie, um, if you guys joined a network and you guys are in my same market and say, uh, I get a recruiter that I connect with my place is booked. I can go to you, Kelly and say, Hey, Kelly, I just found a recruiter who's looking for a property. It's a two bedroom that they're looking for. They're wanting to rent it for $3,500. I can almost guarantee that it's going to probably be a pretty decent amount for, for Kelly. I can now pass that referral off to Kelly. And she's going to have that booking. And hopefully, Callie, you're able to give me a 10% finder's fee for that for you. So I'll, I'll be able to make you know a few hundred bucks from this transaction. But then also say Kelly gets a referral and her place is booked. And Katie's in our network now. Guess what Kelly's going to do? Hey, Jess, do you have the availability? Is there any potential that you can house somebody? No, you can't. Okay, cool. Katie, what about you? So it's like we're giving this reciprocation of referrals to each other. And I think this is what separates the short-term rental industry who has a and I'm going to be honest about this, like short-term rental mm -hmm. operators um, have a very scarcity. I'm not scarcity mindset. Not everybody has that. Have a, mi a mindset of like, book my place. This is me. We're standing out the most. Like, please pick mine. Like in this, in our space, it's like, we're booked. We're working together. We're collectively better together. We look better to agencies if we all banded together. Now right. I only have one property. Katie's got, you know, eight. And congratulations on that, Katie. Uh, and Kelly has, I don't know however many you have. So now combined, all of us together now have 10 properties. So I can talk to a company and say, hey, I'm in a network right now. We have 10 properties in this market. These are the zip codes we're in where we'd love to help you. So now my one property now becomes 10 because we're now connected together. And I'm getting goosebumps talking about this right now because I've watched people build businesses by literally doing this stuff together rather than individually. And I think that's what separates. And I get excited about this because it's so powerful when people start to connect and they think together, which is why like the summit is so important to me and getting people together is so important because in numbers, it, we're just better together and we're going to, we're helping each other out. And I think that's, um, that's one of the, the, the best things about this space is being able to do things as a group and together. That's one, one reason that I love this space is right. Like you said, the short-term rental space is 
it's a little more cutthroat and it's a little more, people don't want to tell you their secrets where in the midterm rental space, I don't know anyone who, if you didn't just go talk to them and wanted to pick their brain or whatever, if you did it in the right way, they would do it. Right. And things like this podcast, like we're not holding back. We're giving you all we got. We're not gatekeeping anything because truly there are so many people to be served. And that's what we want to do is we want to serve them. um, And we can do that all if we all create better properties together. And if I learn from Kelly and Jesse and vice versa, and I don't care how fancy or experienced of a provider you are, how many, how many properties you have, there is something we can all learn from each other. And that was another great thing about the midterm rental summit is even when we were having conversations, I saw people that it's two people having conversations and one person didn't even have their first rental yet. And they were talking to someone like you or other kind of leaders in the space that have a lot of properties and there's no um, ego there, right? It's just, we're all kind of rowing the same boat. So I think that's something really special. So to live a little longer on how landlords can present themselves more as a business to make themselves stand out. I like what you said about like a simple landing page. It doesn't have to be complicated. What are a few of those important pieces that they should have on a simple landing page? Yeah, I would just put like where your proper, not like giving any address, but you know, center points. Like uh, if you're two miles from a hospital, just like what, what Furnish Finder does when you're listing, it'll say like two miles from this hospital, three miles from that one, seven miles from this one. Give those really important details on how far your the proximity is, but then also talk about how you're able to house people, how many people you can fit in that space. Um, I would talk about your why, even if it's, a, if it's a short one, you know, that you're growing your business and you're catering towards medical professionals or business travelers or contractual workers, um, something in that space where it gives you um, more than you, you don't just not you're not putting your eggs just in the healthcare industry. You're kind of, you know, kind of moving it around um, that. And then also availability, you know, if you're available now or being a part of a network, you could that's where you could use, uh, you know, our network we just created here, Kelly and Katie, we have 10 properties. So we can essentially say that in that landing page. Um, so those things are really important. It's like the who, who, how, when, what, why, right? Those are really the most important pieces when you're putting a landing page. And it doesn't have to be this expensive thing. You can go on Wix and create a page for like literally a few bucks by yourself. Um, it doesn't, it's not expensive and it's not difficult. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck is like, they just don't know what to do, but it's, it's not as difficult as it seems. In fact, there's like a billion YouTube videos on how to do it in less than five minutes. We have YouTube university these days and there's a lot of value on there too. So, all right, we're, we're leading right into my next question, which is about marketing. And for anyone who doesn't know, I'm the marketing director for Furnish Finder. So marketing is something that is my day in and day out lifeblood. So I want to talk about, you know, we're talking about a landing page. What are some other marketing things that midterm rental property owners can do that are maybe low hanging fruit, not super intimidating um, things that they can do that are easy boxes to check, but that will impact their business. Yeah. I'm glad you brought this up. So this is where not everybody has a marketing uh, degree or background like you. Um, So (laughs) simple tip, MailChimp, everybody can go get that online. I don't know if that's what you're using, uh, Katie or active campaign, Every single person that we talk to, we put them either in a contract, like if it's a recruiter, we'll put them in a recruiter section. If it's a individual homeowner that stayed at our property, we'll put them in another section. If we have um, relocation specialists, we'll put them in another section. And all we do weekly is send an email. If it's an update on a new property that we have, an update on the availability, 
And I think so many people will forget that people are some often forgot about. If you're if you're reaching out to people, you'll forget about them. If you have people to stay with you after they've been with, you know with you for three months, you might forget about them six months later. Keep a file of literally everybody who stayed with you and just give updates. Hey, properties available, properties available. If there's any people that are potentially going to stay in this market, like let us know. We have the space available. So I think a lot of that outreach is so important. Um, and usually, um, on average, it takes seven touch points for somebody to buy something from you. So that's what's so important about marketing. And, and Katie, you know this, like the more that you send out messages and you might feel like this is overbearing and this is too much. At the end of the day, all somebody has to do is delete or unsubscribe to whatever you're sending. So don't feel bad about it. But again, at the end of the day, when I what I talked about earlier is that sometimes I don't feel like I'm selling anymore because I feel like I have a product that's good enough where I actually love it and I'm confident in it that I, I almost feel like it's a disservice to people if they don't. Actually, I do feel like it's a disservice. So I think that once you create something you feel is good enough that people need, I think that's where that difference is. Like you really want to get out there and you, when you talk to them, they can feel that they can essentially feel that you, what you have is so important. And that's why like a lot of times salesmen or saleswomen get a bad name is because they're selling stuff they don't actually truly believe in. Um, and I think at the end of the day, it's so important to believe in what you do. Um, but that marketing aspect is such a big part of that is, is just, it's just outreach. Um, you know, and I'm going to add that MailChimp is free for like up to 2000 users or something. It's very user-friendly. There's probably 5,000 YouTube videos on it. Um, and when you're talking about marketing being something that you're using to spread the word, I always tell people, I'm like, don't think about marketing like this four letter word that you feel bad about doing. You feel like, you know, you're talking to people too much. You're giving, mm -hmm. you're demanding too much attention. All marketing is at its core is communicating your good or service, mm -hmm. right? That's it. Yeah. Right. And really, if you're marketing, you don't have to sell. Right. When you're talking about these calls to recruiters and corporate housing providers and everything, you're not selling to them your marketing because you're just communicating, Hey, I have this product that I really believe in. Here's how I like to serve you. Like, what can I do for you? That's different than me going door to door and trying to sell solar. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm trying to really like, I'm just communicating what you have, but if you don't tell people what you have to offer and you don't keep that line of communication open and you don't keep telling your story of what you have and how they can get it, you're never going to get across the finish line. So I just think it's important for people to remember that about marketing as well. I think this is a great time to add in about marketing. What you're saying is you're building this you know, you're building this network of users, uh, through email communication, phone calls, different style of communication. So what does that follow, follow up look like for you, Jesse? Once someone has stayed with you, what, how are you communicating with them, uh, to make sure that you're setting yourself up for return stays, not only during their current stay, but with future, uh, marketing and communication as well? Yeah, we'll offer a 10% um, actual referral fee to people if they do stay with us. So we'll send an email out. We have five touch points that basically talk about when they come in, um, two weeks in, three weeks in, and then I think right around two months and then three months. Because a lot of times we have these folks, they don't even really, we don't, I don't, I forget we even have clients sometimes. Um, and that probably happens to you guys too. So we want to stay in front of them, but we offer discounts for if them returning. We offer referral fees if they have any clinicians or anybody that they know that are coming into the space. We'll send them a referral. Um, so that's important for us to make sure that we stay in front of them. And again, I think that what, what Katie um, had said here was, was spot on. 
I had a specific client that I was reaching out to and I was like, I feel like I'm bothering this person. I happened to send an email through MailChimp and all of a sudden I got an email back after probably about six weeks of reaching out to her. She sent me an email back and said, hey, I'm actually working with a client that's going to be relocating to that market. Like you sent this email at the perfect time. And the universe or God, whatever you believe, like landed at the right perfect timing where we got this six month booking for $10,000. My mortgage is 2K. Um, so, I mean, it's just, again, I felt like I was bothering this person by sending an email and it just, it was at the right place, at the right time. And that kind of stuff happens all the time. And again, if I didn't send that email or I felt embarrassed or it was, you know, I feel like I was bothering them. Um, you know, if I didn't send that, I wouldn't have been able to block that family and get them to stay at the property, feel comfortable, um, and enjoy, you know, that, that process. Not only am I helping the agency, I'm helping the, the folks that that lost their home. Um, yeah. it was a flood they had. So, uh, just, just, Stay in front of people. That's my my biggest suggestion. You know, we don't make money in the hello. We make money in the hello again in this business. Mm -hmm. You're touching a lot on mindset. And I love the advice that you've given so far. What do you feel like, um, you know, is additional things that are important in the midterm rental hosting mindset or things that you see hosts do wrong uh, when it comes to their mindset? Yeah, mindset is 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 such an important piece of this. We're going to have to do a show just on mindset one of these days for people <laughs> that are literally starting because this is such a big concept and I think a lot of people will forget it. Um, mindset is important. I'll just give you an example of like students that I have um, that are scared about two weeks in to their midterm rental. They paid the mortgage for the first month. They're, they're, they're at the 15th of the month and they're starting to think, holy crap, my place is on the market for four grand. Nobody's renting it. They're already thinking about next month. They're already thinking about that mortgage payment that's going to hit. Instead of doing the things that we just talked about right now, you know, that's the actual tangible work that people have to do. They're worried like, oh my God, what am I going to do to get that next person in? I'm going to lower my prices. So now they're all of a sudden lowering their standard from where they originally were to a lower standard. Another five days go by. Oh my God, it's $3,500. Now I'm going down to $2,800. Their mortgage payment is $25. So now they're, they're, in the, they're in the red because they're paying water, sewer, garbage, electrical. Mm -hmm. So having a mindset is so important that you're going to get, you have to have the mindset that you're going to get booked, but are you doing the things they need to be doing to get booked. Again, if we're sitting here waiting, we're listing on Airbnb, we're on Furnish Finder, and we're hoping that somebody books our place based on the, the dollar amount, that's going to be tough. But if you start making calls, you start doing outbound emails, you start, you know, start putting together a mailing list and you're very intentional about what you're doing, those referrals and those people will start lining up. In fact, you'll start getting to the point where you can now pass referrals off to other people when you're booked. And that's when you start creating an actual business when you do that kind of thing. So I think the mindset portion of the midterm space is it's scary because, um, you know, we don't know when we're going to get booked again, but what are you doing that's separating yourself from every other person in the space? Yeah. How are you being proactive? Right? Because let's say you have a vacation property in South Carolina or something. It's going to be really hard to make an email list of people who are looking to maybe take a vacation in South Carolina. But from the midterm standpoint, we can be proactive and, and figure out those contacts. So I think a lot of that is just, it's, it's a really big shift, right? You're not just going to list it and wait and cross your fingers and toes that mm -hmm. you, you magically wake up to a your booked email. You got to dig in, you got to get in furnish finder, look at those unmatched leads, even mm -hmm. look at your match leads, right? Yeah. There's totally. no such thing as you wake up to an email from furnish finder that says, we just deposited $2,500 in your account. <laughs> Even yeah. when someone reaches out and says, I want to stay at your place, you still got to do the proactive work and yeah. create that relationship. You know, yeah, you're, you're right. And we know one thing that you guys do that's cool that I just started seeing happening probably about maybe three months ago. And correct me if I'm wrong on this. Somebody on your team will actually send an email and say, hey, these are unmatched leads. Have you reached out? Like literally somebody on your team does that. Did you guys know that? 
I hope you did. I think it, it's probably a volume thing, but yeah, we we've added a lot of a lot of different kind of system touches because we want to incur like it's a connection site, right? Like it's it's meant to kind of make that network and make those relationships while, like you're saying, because we know that that's what the midterm space is about. It's not about list it, sit back, pray and wait, right? Yeah. yeah. And not only that, but again, the goal is to be proactive rather than reactive. You're absolutely right. Like, you know, a lot of times people react and it's too late. You know, you want to be actively trying to solve problems. We're on the off, you know, we're, you want to be on the offense. So I think it's really, really important to do that. Um, instead of being on the defensive side, which again, people will get scared. And honestly, if you're getting in the midterm rental space, you don't have three to six months reserves. Don't get into it. Like, because you're going to have times where it might be three weeks before you get your booking, or it might be even a month. You know, uh, one of my properties that I listed, it was a month. It was almost two months. Then all of a sudden we landed this big booking. Um, and sometimes again, depending on the clients that you go after, you're able to support those, you know, a month vacancy because you're getting, you know, two, three X, the long-term rental rate. So save that, give yourself a cushion, you know, skim off of that, pay yourself first, obviously, but you want to make sure that you have funds to do that. But the mindset is such an important piece. We'll have to, we'll have to dive into that one day, or if you guys are going to do one of those, I want to be in a panel on that end. <laughs> Good idea. Katie, I think we're, I think we're wrapping up. Uh, any last thoughts or questions you have for Jesse before we have him share how people should connect with him? Or if you love what Jesse's doing, he's got an amazing masterclass he can tell you about too. What do you want to wrap up with, Katie? Yeah, I, I don't think I have any more specific questions I want to dive into. I think we've got so many nuggets that people can pull from this. But really, I think the bottom line is to go and and get after it and stop sitting and waiting. But yeah, I'd love any closing thoughts from you, Jesse, or anything, you know, kind of our theme here is what people can do to make their business stand out. Um, so and I'm going to leave it to you with the floor and let people also know how to connect with you. Yeah. I, I would say my closing are uh, closing arguments. I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> I think I just watched the Johnny Depp trial on, um, on Netflix. Now I'm, I think I'm like an attorney now or something. So, um, <laughs> I, I would just suggest for everybody to really start thinking about building a business at the end of the day. If you, even if you have a W2 job, um, I think that's where the longevity is going to come from. Um, and you're able to really have something that's going to be solid um, and really think about um, how you're going to serve people. And I think that's where, you know, once you flip that switch, like money will come when you do that. And I think it sounds so cliche that, you know, that I'm saying this, but and I always thought when I heard people say like, oh, service first, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's just a bunch of BS. Like, that's just how people are trying to sell something. Um, I, I don't actually subscribe to that. I believe that once you take care of people and you truly put your heart into that, like money will come. Um, and just a quick, quick synopsis, synopsis of that. I had a very high W-2 earning job and I left to go all in on midterm rentals. I'm making more now than I was in my W-2 job. And I think that anybody can do this if they truly put their hearts to it. Like, it's not something that you have to have um, you know, it's not something that you have to, um, you know, go to college for. It's not something that you have to like, you know, be highly educated in. You have to educate yourself in the space, but you really like, I feel that anybody, any nationality, anybody can do this. Um, any level of education, it really is possible. And scaling is pretty easy to do once you get the ball rolling. Um, so for me, that's, that's something I really like to push across. And you guys can find me on, um, Instagram at the real Jesse Vasquez. I also have a YouTube channel which is, um, I think it's Jesse Vasquez slash air venture. You just type in Jesse Vasquez in the search bar. I should pop up there. Um, yeah. And a free Facebook group where we collectively get together and people share relocation specialists and all that other stuff. 
Um, you can go to Jesse Vasquez at the mid or Jesse Vasquez. Oh, wait, midterm rentals with Jesse Vasquez. There we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Too many social just media. Search, people. Just there. search. Yeah. Too many things going on there. Yeah. But there's, that's, that's it. I think everybody could do this. Like everybody could build a, a substantial business if they want to just put the intention and the time in and, and understand it. And hopefully everybody can bookmark um, or mark off on your calendar, I guess, end of next April for the second midterm rental summit. Kelly and I will obviously be there. We just loved seeing everyone in person. We loved getting to hang with Jesse. Jesse, next year, if you could be less popular, so maybe Kelly and I (laughs) could like get some more time with you. That'd be cool. Um, (laughs) Not going to happen, Katie. (laughs) I know. Come on. But thank you for being so genuine and so just relatable and approachable and giving so much back to the community. We love you. And it's just been so great to connect with you again. Yeah. I love you guys too. I appreciate you guys so much. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. I want to leave us with a new thought today. We've had a lot of tangible steps on this episode. If there's one thing you really gain from this episode, you're like, you know what? This is what needs to change in my business. We want to see it on the YouTube show notes so that we can hold you accountable and encourage you on whatever that step is. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you all next week. Bye. Bye.